0: Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth podcast hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth, and I'm Alan Weiss. Today's podcast, today's episode is called The War of the Worlds. In 1938, Orson Welles recording for the radio show The Mercury Theater, which he founded, actually said during the show as a phony news report that Martians had landed in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. The Meadowlands are where the Giants and Jets now play football, but in those days, the Meadowlands were swamps, and to some degree today, they still are. Jimmy Hoffa is probably under there someplace. But Wells, in this very realistic radio broadcast, said that, Ray, that the Martians had emerged from the Meadowlands and that no one knew what to do. And this set a panic through the population. You can look it up. It's a famous incident. And police became concerned, National Guard became concerned, before the whole thing was finally retracted as a farce. In 1953, about 15 years later, they made a science fiction movie called War of the Worlds. It was fabulous. The, you could see some of the strings holding up the spaceships, but the effects were really very good for the 50s. I was seven years old. My parents took me to see it. They should have been arrested for child abuse. And all the way home, I looked out the rear car window because I sat in the back seat, dreadfully afraid that a spaceship was descending. For me, it was a frightening movie. The subsequent editions of that, the revivals and so forth, have not been very good. But if you can catch the 53 uh, original on on cable, uh, you will enjoy it immensely. It was really quite good. Well... I'm here to tell you I think we're in a war of the worlds today, and I'm unhappy to report this, but it's true. On the one hand, it's freedom and liberty versus tyranny and bullying. It's the attitude that liberty and freedom for all and the ability to make a life for oneself is the important thing versus the people with the biggest guns and the biggest bullets and sometimes the biggest leverage of guilt, winning the day. Here in the U.S., the question the War of the Worlds is about rewarding talent versus invoking privilege and guilt. Do we move ahead or do we use presentism to destroy our past on a stupid belief that will improve our future? It's a positive sign to see revolt in the streets of Iran and Tehran because of the abuses of women and because of the unfairness of that society. It was reported just today that of 150-some-odd people who were killed in the protests, imagine in the United States, if you killed people in the protest to that amount, that about 39 of them were children. And this has created still more protest. That's a positive sign when people can take to the streets and revolt. Throughout history, revolutions have always only been supported and only been successful when the people took up the revolt and not just a leader. And whether it was Simon Boulevard or George Washington, there were people willing to follow. It's a positive sign, to me at least, to see Congress today in the hands of both the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats in the Senate and the Republicans in the House. I think it's positive that we have that kind of debate. And of course, the Senate alone can approve things like court choices. But the House alone has to approve new uh, new appropriation bills and spending. As we're sitting here, as I'm speaking, and I hope you're listening, the Chinese are educating their kids in science and technology and so forth, the traditional, what we now call STEM disciplines. And they're doing this widely and with great effectiveness. We're too focused here on helping kids to evaluate what their gender is, as if gender is a social construct and not a biological fact. The New York Times is reporting record openings for teachers, school administrators, and even custodians. They cannot fill the positions. And I think probably for very good reason, because it's tough to be a teacher today. Part of that is the cause of the teachers' unions controlling curriculum and having politics enter the system. Part of it is that parents are not sufficiently involved. Part of it is the pandemic and the complete and utter failure of online learning. And part of it is the fact that we don't reward teachers enough because we don't demand enough of them in qualifying to be excellent teachers. So instead of improving the schools, instead of looking at true short-term pragmatic efforts to improve our our schools, we're busy removing Lincoln's and Washington's names from them. That's about as crazy as it gets. While North Korean people starve and suffer through COVID. Kim Jong-un builds larger and larger ballistic missiles. I'm sorry, that's not a cultural difference. That's a crazy person leading a country. But is a crazy person armed to the teeth? We strive, it seems to me, for political correctness and not political effectiveness. We're more concerned with pronouns than productivity. Ilan Omar is the US representative in Congress from Minnesota and is openly anti-Semitic. She said at one point among her crazy, crazy statements that the Jews had hypnotized a lot of people to take over. She's never once been formally repudiated by her party. Nancy Pelosi has said, well, she apologized and she walked that back. But at this time, unfortunately, anti-Semitism is once again, still again, on the rise. Vladimir Putin's army is a joke. And his only recourse now, having overcommitted himself and put his apparently infinite ego on trial in the public, is to rattle nuclear weapons and threaten nuclear war. I suspect it might be short of that. Perhaps a bacterial agent or chemicals that he'll blame on Ukraine. Who knows? But this is where his back is against the wall. And... If he's replaced in a coup, which wouldn't surprise me, there's no guarantee that his successor wouldn't be even worse, backed by more and more hawks. And so, my friends, we are in a war of the worlds. We're in a war of the worlds militarily, philosophically, religiously. We are in a war of the worlds. And there's no guarantee anymore that that right will overcome might that intelligence will overcome ignorance. There simply is no guarantee, except, of course, what you and I and others intend to do about it. While I don't believe in UFOs, I doubt that they really wanna land here if they're monitoring the situation and learning about what's going on. We have pilots today who swear that in the cockpit of jets, Even advanced military jets, they've seen lights do things that were impossible to explain, given the laws of physics and speed and movement and everything else. We have other pilots who condemn them and see that say they're seeing floaters in their own eyes, or they're seeing things that lights and reflections and so on. But brave and intelligent people are swearing to this. And so I'm not quite sure. If you look at this as a problem of gravity, if it's something you think about every day, or if it's something you say about, well, this too shall pass. I'm not so sure. I think we're at a change in an era. We're at a change where people basically knew what the bedrock was, what the baseline was for right and correct and intelligent and helpful and decent. I don't know that it's there anymore. There are too many cheating scandals, worse than ever. There are too many people who think they can get away with things. The founder of Theranos was just sentenced to 11 years in prison for her absolute lies in her blood testing device, which took years and years to track down and catch and which hooked in players like Walgreens and CVS. So we see this kind of manipulation daily. There was a crypto crash (laughs) a few days ago that people said was a long time coming. It's not surprising. And billions and billions, literally, in cryptocurrency have disappeared. And they say much of it wasted away in a chaotic management structure that really had no sense about it. This is the world we live in today. So what scares me? I have perspective, you've heard me talk about it. I've lived through Vietnam and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Hell, I was born only a year after World War II ended. I was raised when it was easy to get polio, fairly easy to contract polio. You didn't go into public pools. There was usually a municipal pool, even in the inner cities. And you didn't visit them in summer. I've lived through tumult. I've lived through the cities burning in the 60s. And I've lived through the Beatles invasion and Elvis and Woodstock and the assassination of Martin Luther King and JFK and Bobby Kennedy. So what scares me? Well, it's not the Martians coming out of the Meadowlands anymore, though God knows that still might happen. We don't know what the hell is in there or what they built over it when they built these stadiums. But what bothers me, what worries me, is that we are absolutely adrift. We are drowning in politicians and tyrants without a statesman in sight. That's what happens that creates a war of the world's. you've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.